How's it, everyone? We are the Joystick Show. Guess what? Your three favorite friends from Hawaii are back to talk story about the latest things we read, watched, or played. We'll share our stick with you, so thanks for sticking around. If you fancy what you hear, please like and subscribe on the platform you frequent. I'm your co-host, Drake. That's Brother Thomas. What up, what up? And that's Brother Scott. How's it? The echo is real, eh? The echo is real. Oh, it's still going. So real. It's still <laughs> yeah. going. It's big all way I'm recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you're in space <laughs> right now. We're all in space, technically, huh? Yeah, the hallway of space. So we we got some pretty cool stuff to talk about today. uh? Um, Tons of things kind of happened. And we're going to just pick and choose what we want to talk about because it's our show and that's what we want. Yeah, or we could talk about, we got Wolverine and Deadpool. Oh yeah, We have some Oppenheimer and Barbie news. We got San Diego Comic-Con next week, Twisted Metal trailer coming up. And then Drake is going to be telling us about Never have I ever. I haven't. We're talking about Tom Segura, Sledgehammer, My Adventures with Superman, The Bear, and a brief discussion from episode three last week for Drake on Secret Invasion. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a wonderful recap. Um, All off the top of the dome. Didn't even think about it at first. So I didn't read anything. Wow, that's beautiful. No list. No list. Hashtag no list, guys. Yeah. Hashtag no list. Yeah, hashtag no list. But we we do want to give a, a quick shout out to a few. Um, Lily, uh, Scott's coworker, thanks for, uh, shouting us out on, uh, the YouTubes and, uh, starting our inaugural LMM haters group. And we, I'm not a part yeah. of that group. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas technically isn't <laughs> part of that group. I think it's just you two. Yeah. So yeah. Far. I like just, me some Lin-Manuel, man. Yeah. 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 Well, We'll talk about that later. Any hoosers. <laughs> we also want to have a, a, a delectable, tasty, tasty chef's kiss shout out to all of our Instagram followers. We're up to how many again, Tom Bomb? Yeah, we're over 200 now. Over so thank y'all. 200. That's over that's 200 than 199. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. on to the news. Thomas, you recently posted on Instagram uh, the Wolverine and Deadpool pick. Uh, and how it made you feel, what it did to your blood flow. Give us a, give us a recap of, of, of what that did for you. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, if you have not seen this picture, you probably were not on any social media today because it's going everywhere. Everywhere. But it is a picture that Ryan Reynolds and I believe Hugh Jackman also posted, but it's the two of them walking down a dirt road, Ryan Reynolds in a very classically red Deadpool costume and Hugh Jackman in a very classic X-Men, the animated series, yellow costume. Yeah. So fired up. And I went on a very uh, personal story about when I was a little kid and how I got into comics, which had to do with the X-Men. So if you haven't seen it, go online, go check it out on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. What about you guys? Like, I'm more curious to hear what you guys thought about what that picture drum up for you, if anything. Scott, did you, that yeah. changed your outlook? Yeah, I like look at life differently. Yeah. <laughs> Elaborate. It's super, I'll look at super cool. Yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful life now. I'm like, who am I even now? <laughs> um, no, it's. I thought it looked sick, and that's always that thing when I watch the movies. I'm like, how? Oh, like, I know I want comic book accurate costumes, but like, how cool would it 
really look but turns out really fucking cool like <laughs> yeah. he he looks really cool in it he does um and then i think back to the um the quote in the x-men one movie oh yeah he's like what do you prefer yellow spandex yeah and it's like yeah yeah actually james marsden we really effing do yeah we yeah. really want that james marsden yeah, yeah. he's coming back as cyclops Oakley, mark my words juliet's or he I was so. romeo's at the time romeo's good call yeah yeah um so Awesome. I imagine, so what I wanted out of that is I wanted it to be like a short and I wanted it to zoom in on just their gloves, right? And their hands are slowly interlocking. And then as Wolverine does his little little erection blades, shink, and then it slowly zooms out to them walking forward in the uh, holding hands together. I thought that would have been. Dude, you should you should make teaser trailers. Yeah, you should. That sounds awesome. I do love to yeah. tease. Yeah, definitely. That's the that's the romance we all wanted to ship this year yeah, too. So I'm I'm on board with that. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag. So that's it. Um, but I, I, I aside from <laughs> hashtag that, hashtag nothing. Hashtag nothing. Yeah. I just, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag space 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 post. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Fill in the blakes. Yeah, no, it looks great. Um, looks super cool. I okay. So another picture just dropped recently, right before we started recording, and you can see a giant Fox logo from Fox Studios in the dirt. So it's almost but confirmed that this will be not Deadpool kills the Marvel universe, but Deadpool kills the Fox universe. It's almost but dude, that's now. sick. So yeah, it's gonna be wild, wild. Any quick predictions on that before we move on? Jennifer Lawrence. I say he kills the Fox universe. What? Oh, what? You said, I heard Jennifer Lawrence and I heard uh, an echo. Scott's all about the echo today. Echo. What did you say? Say it again, yeah, Scott. Super echo. No, I said, I think he's going to kill the Fox universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. If it's just like the comic where he kills the Marvel universe, it should be pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And pretty epic. What, like, if, if, you know, trilogies are a thing. So. Feels like a really good trilogy. I mean, it'd be nice if he. If that's the case. I mean, if if he just went back and killed all of the Fox X Men individuals, <laughs> um, and then they could bring in a new Citramabob, that'd be pretty chillings. I think that's what's going to happen. But yeah. yes, I am excited about it. It looks so damn good. The other thing so, that I am super excited about next week on the twenty first, we get Oppenheimer and Barbie. Oppen Barbie. Three Oppen B. Barbie Heimer. They're both real things that happened in real life. Totally. Were we just talking about how Oppenheimer, with all practical effects, there was no special CGs? Yeah, Scott. Yeah. Take it away on this one. Real nukes. Real nukes? Did they film it in a Ukraine? That's what I got from that. I have no idea. I heard that there's no CGI in it. Ouch, Drake. <laughs> and I immediately think to how they did that. Um, like, yeah. Did they make a mini bomb? Is that what we're hearing? So one of Christopher Nolan's major things, and if you're not listening to Challenge Accepted, you can go over there on that that uh, podcast when you're done with this one. Um, we did a Nolan month. And his big thing is he likes to do a lot of things practical, including in Tenet, he really crashed a 747 into a hangar. Uh, he, he used as much minimal special effects as he could for the Batman. That was a high priority for him. And I believe the thing that's going on around online right now is no CGI for Oppenheimer. So from what I've read, he did create a mini bomb that he used – 
a ton of cameras who could film super, super ultra slow motion. And he used that to record the explosions. Interesting. Damn, I can't wait to watch not only the movie, but the behind the scenes yeah. Yeah. footage. Because the inception behind the scenes footage where he built that hallway that rotated and stuff was like so fun to watch. So I can't wait to see like how we built the bomb and like these are the cameras. Christopher Nolan needs to make an, uh, an escape room franchise. That's a good idea. Christopher <laughs> Nolan escape rooms. Oh my god. Oh dude, each room is like you have Inception, you have Tenet, you yeah. have Memento, Dark Knight. Yeah. I dude, mean it's, that would be it's fifty-six dollars, but you get a group weight of one fifty as long as you have eight or more people. So make that happen, Christopher okay. Nolan. There you go, you figured yeah. it out. Yeah. All right, pricing set. Let's go. <laughs> well, um, there was <laughs> uh, I watched a, a thing and then I tried to look for it and then I couldn't find it, but I found a lot of articles about it. But apparently Oppenheimer is best watched mm. in a particular way. A lot of people are saying uh, 70 blindfolded, yeah, blindfolded um, in your own home, not actually seeing the movie. Oppenheimer. But it's uh, IMAX 70 millimeter with a dual laser Sichumabob. And there's a lot of yeah. things that I don't understand about um, <clears throat> cameras and how those, how that works. But essentially, the the short of it is that typically in movies – you'll see that the screen either comes in or comes down to be able to kind of match the availability of what's being shown. But in order to view it the best, um, preferably 70 millimeter, there's a list of uh, actual theaters that have this style of, um, what is it called? Th- uh, film availability. Like capability. And yeah. the majority of them are in California. Oh, cool. I'm oh. set. <clears throat> but uh yeah drake yeah. send over that list we will is one in arizona right on uh, is over that, that it list. Is california yeah. arizona and we'll put it in the show notes yeah yeah i need to check that out check that out nice yeah yeah okay oh, we'll, yeah we'll put it in the show notes so you don't have to hear me rattle off states <laughs> exactly which is only two <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um <laughs> never do that states, again but they're not relevant <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah nobody lives <laughs> okay. there, so. A lot of facts. Um, <laughs> but uh, what are you guys more excited to watch, Oppenheimer or Barbie? Uh, I kind of want to see Barbie. Oppenheimer. Oh, okay. Well, only because um, Christina and I are going to go to Missouri soon, and um, Missouri, Missouri, and she said where we're at. I think they have like an actual IMAX here in Hawaii. We have IMAX, but like. We've got rid of, rid of our like real IMAX screen like some time ago. So this would be the only opportunity to see something in IMAX, you know. And Oppenheimer, if I had to pick, probably pick Oppenheimer over Barbie. But I do want to see Barbie. It looks hilarious. It does. I mean, the cast of Barbie seems pretty chill beans. The nostalgia of it. It almost kind of feels like a Lego movie from the trailers just because you see um, uh, Will Ferrell kind of being the boss man of the overlooking toy situation, which Barbie yeah. happens to be, um, and that Mattel Corporation. So it'll be kind right. of I noticed that too. Yeah. I thought that same thing. I was like, wow, Will Ferrell always is going to play like the bad boss in these like toy yeah. movies now. But I, I feel like he indicates comedy. When Will Ferrell's totally. in things, you're like, oh, is that a comedy? Yeah. For me, I think it just split right down the middle. I can't decide. I go Oppenheimer, <laughs> then I go Barbie, then I go Oppenheimer, and the pink carpet from Barbie just looks Does it, it looks so fun. <laughs> I hope Definitely. so. I wonder if they invited Pink to the pink carpet. Uh, or I wonder if she did a song for the movie. Hmm. I don't know. I wonder if Aqua did, who oh. made Barbie Girl. I'm a Barbie girl. 
Oh, yeah. Maybe they should just right. get a Lenovo so question, set. These are great questions. It. Wouldn't that be ironic? Why? I have no clue. I just wanted to say, wouldn't that be ironic? <laughs> okay. and it'd be, uh, sort of related. <laughs> and to hopefully, you know, I was running. I was trying to run through <laughs> lyrics. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I was like. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Is there Barbie in yeah, there? I'm yeah, trying to apply yeah. that. Right, well, moving on. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. San Diego Comic Con is next week in my current hometown in San Diego, California. I am so excited for it. Uh, tickets are secured. I was hooked up by Giraffe from Strange New Pods. She's so awesome. Check out Strange New Pods if you are looking for a great Star Trek podcast. Let's do. So cool, so fantastic. I'm so excited. You can expect next week, if you're following us on social media, whether it is on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, now Threads, Instagram's Threads, you can check it out there too. We're going to be posting a shit ton of stuff coming on from going on in San Diego Comic Con. So check it out there. Uh, the other thing is we got a new Twisted Metal, metal trailer. Mero? What? We, Mero. We got a Twisted Mero trailer. Um, what did you guys think of it? Mero. Scott, tell us what you thought about Twisted Metal. You go first. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I knew it was coming, too. I, could look, I saw it yeah, in Scott's yeah. face. I was like, Having, no, Drake, you better start this. I'll start it. <laughs> Having played yeah, the thanks. games ad nauseum on the original PlayStation, um, my my big thing is like, oh, man, Thumper, Spectre. You know, my favorite characters that, uh, or cars, I guess we get to see in the game. And then you kind of see Anthony Mackie kind of play of a fun character. Then all of a sudden it gets Brooklyn Nine-Nine on it with, with some Rosa Diaz. And, uh, then the guy from Wings, that's kind of a dated situation. Um, and I didn't really see any of the vehicles that I expected to see. However, uh, as we were discussing it offline, we haven't really seen a themed rated R comedy live action that doesn't include um uh, animation animation um and so there's a, i think there's a lot of things to be excited about at the same point in time for me personally i want to see the things that make it twisted metal versus like adjacent things that you could presume it's twisted metal i want to see i want to see characters and cars from the game yeah i i second that it shouldn't just be Twisted Metal in name. Like There should be some yeah. throwbacks to the actual game. I know we got the clown who drives the ice cream truck. Like I know we see him in the trailer, but you're right. It, it, I, I actually am surprised by how good it looked from the trailer. It looks funny, and I wasn't expecting Twisted Metal to be a comedy. Mm. But right now with Anthony Mackie, who looks like he's having the most fun, yeah. he's just like like – being charming and silly and like still kind of a badass, but just goofball draw, like pulling out the guns from all the different pockets. I mean, the dude's having a blast. I, right. I wasn't expecting this. I'm, I'm still on board to watch it, but I agree with you, Drake, in where I want some true callbacks to the games. Yeah. Scott, have you been able to check it out while we're chatting or? Definitely. Been able to check it out <laughs> while we're chatting. Yes. Okay, that's cool. Sorry. No, that's fine. Wow, I just came from work. Um, so based on this, it looks entertaining. It looks like you're saying it looks it's kind of weird. It's like a dark comedy, it seems, right? Right. Um, I don't know too much about the game. You didn't play the honestly. Um I, I kinda did like my f- I always had a friend that had the game. And then I'd go over and just play and we just 
battle. Like, I don't even know if there was a story to it. We weren't it. even friends at that um, time. That's why you never played it. Hey, that's right. Yeah, I didn't know you guys actually, honestly. Um, <laughs> Jeez. But for real, <laughs> for real, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you guys are just fucking nobodies in my life. So, <laughs> oh, oh um, wow. No, you're hurting your feelings jokes, But I just didn't know you. I so just right, didn't you know, know where you were. Work. I was looking. I was searching. You had a tough day at work. It's okay. Take it out on us. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. So I had a friend that had it. Um, and I just come on. We just like battle. Um, so like, what is this? Like PlayStation 1. Mm, yeah. I think that's like when I play, right? I think so. Um, and I was just like, hey, this car was cool. And then it was kind of like Mario Kart, but like for adults, it seemed like. <laughs> yeah, kind um, of. Yeah, the battle yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so <laughs> never thought of it that the way. The fact that they're making a show on it, kind of cool. Like for, for me, it's like a blank canvas. They're just like, let's just take these characters and like make something out of it. Um, kind of like they did with like um, I believe the Arcane series on like League of Legends. Like, there's not much of a story, so they're like, let's just make one, mm-hmm. and that's so how they spawn that. So from where I'm sitting, that's what it seems like to me, and it seems pretty cool. Like, and I have Paramount. I mean, oh, Paramount, God. Peacock. Peacock. I have Peacock wow. as well. Wow, yeah. Sorry, Peacock. I said Paramount. should have said it. But I also have Peacock, so I'll check it out. <laughs> that oh, game show. originally came Hell out yeah. in 1995. Wow. Whoa. So, what, six? It's a bit ago. It's a bit ago. Um, yeah. I wonder if Sony, because no, Sony essentially like greenlit this. So, because they own the IP, I wonder if they PlayStation. They're just gonna start making PlayStation movies, like Ape Escape and fucking Maybe. Crash Bandicoots. Ape Escape, dude. Crash Bandicoot uh, as a show might be kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> solid. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, we're finally getting to a point where PlayStation or video game movies are good. We've got Sonic. I thought that was solid. We got The Last of Us. Clearly for adults was really solid. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, five foot of cement, just dry, just thick cement. So, I mean, all of it has been really, really good lately. I, I, I see why not, you know? And again, to your point, have we, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that has been almost like a rated R comedy for TV. Like I can't yeah. think of anything like that. Mm. So I, I think it's a good genre to try to attack. And if it's successful, they look like geniuses. If not, then I don't think anybody really expected this show to be good anyway. So, you yeah. know, it's like win, no win. harm, no foul, I think. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll, we will see. I, I don't have a release date in front of me. We'll uh, be posting on the social medias when we find out. But uh, as of right now, great <clears throat> cast. It looks kind of fun. Oh, last thing I'm going to say about it is I kind of mm-hmm. like – how they're making the cars having guns on them slightly make sense. You know, where the cities are walled and you need to like drug run supplies to different cities. So like guns on cars in the savage land makes sense. I'm like, okay, right. all right. It's kind of a fun idea. I like it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, good, good reasoning behind it. And yeah, I, again, we will see how it goes when it drops on Peacock. You'll be hearing it first when it does. All right. Peacock. So we are now into reviews drake you saw something on netflix that i've seen one episode with and said not for me what do you <laughs> what do you what do you uh, think about never have i ever never have i ever um so it is essentially what did i think about it it's the it was the fourth season 
Um, I've, I was watching it because uh, my wife watches it. And then she's like, why don't you watch this with me? And I'm like, okay. And then I end up getting too much into it. And then I'm like, why the fuck are they doing this? Blah, 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 blah. I'm too involved. Anywho, there, fourth season, conclusion, yeah. I, I believe, of everything to a degree, just because I don't know how they're going to continue on the series with this. But it's essentially about a teenager who um, lost her father very early on so she's going through that but she's also a uh, desi character within the world and she's kind of navigating her life as a teen throughout high school and in this last season everything that um we kind of touch on in the first three seasons kind of culminates right she she really wants to get into princeton because that's what her father and her were discussing before he passed away and then her rival slash frenemy slash like um high school lover ben who's kind of like a protagonist antagonist they kind of have an off and on thing and she's trying to like you know she loses her virginity in the first season episode four and there's lots of like uh cuts to her being in like bedazzled lingerie and things and such it's a very sexually driven show um which i guess was helpful to continue to watch but in this you you can kind of see her grow and there's a lot of growth within the characters. Um, there's a lot of growth in Ben in that first episode. Hey-o. Hey-o. Uh, because he's really swole both figuratively and literally. So oh, didn't watch know. it. And, uh, what can I say okay. about it? Uh, <laughs> is that if you enjoy character growth and you, it, you know, kind of like a fun comedy team type situation, <laughs> um, <laughs> wasn't bad. Uh, without giving away too nice. much, essentially, uh, season four is just a good culmination. Season one through three, if you like watching um, different cultures kind of um, evolve and kind of watching that, uh, just imagine watching Miss um, Marvel, but a comedy and no powers and m- m- more bust. That's pretty much the show. Okay, yeah. and probably older. Uh, Yes. I mean, technically. I think everybody's legal on the show. Also, there's a character on there. Her name is Nalini Vishwakumar. She's the mom. She also plays the main antagonist in the Pierce Brosnan movie Outlaws, um, which is also on Netflix. Uh, But you can stream it on other things. Any Hoosers. Also recommended watching after you watch Never Have I Ever. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's pro level. Yeah. That's pro, like that. pro level reviewing right there, Dre. That's pretty solid. Duh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, probably not for me. I won't be watching it. But, you know, it was decent enough for you to make it through the season. The characters, <clears throat> I'm guessing, are interesting enough. It, it yeah. seems really fun in a way. You know, like, I don't know how to say it. It's not my type of fun show. You know, it, but I could see it's, why it's popular for a reason. Yeah, popular yeah, for a reason, right? exactly. Right, yeah. Also, Marvel. like Drake, did you want to be Paxton um, Hall Yoshida? Duh, he's super spicy looking. Um, he's also part hmm. Asian. Like it, it hits my demographic. Uh, yeah. You know, he's the king of high school. And in this episode, he kind of, uh, or in this season, he he leaves ASU and comes back to school, and so he's kind of struggling with. Oh, ASU son! I know. Let's he's, go. He's struggling with, um, you know, being a high school like everything, and then oh, should I have gone back to college? But now I'm back in high school, and now the people who looked to me looked up to me don't really look up to me anymore. So there's some things that people could relate to potentially. Mm. All right. Speaking nice. of things people can relate to Hey-o. potentially, Scott. 
Tell us about Tom Segura's sledgehammer. Not his penis, but his special. But his special, which is a call back to his penis in the special. That's why he titled it that. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Slight spoiler if you want to go into that joke. But um, I thought overall it's um, it was really funny. I liked it. If you like Tom Segura, check it out. Um, It's it's one of the um, because, you know, sometimes you tune into comedy specials and um, not good. Sometimes I find yeah, you know, like they're not thinking. good or I find too, because I like um, comedy podcasts, there there are certain comedians I enjoy watching in conversation more than I enjoy mm, on stage. Okay. Like I feel like definitely maybe they're still finding like because when you see them on in conversation, you're like they're they're definitely hilarious. I don't think they figured out how to get that on stage yet. I mean, even though they're doing it professionally and they're getting money and, you know, they're better than I am. Who am I to say that? But same time, I'm like, you kind of just viewer, man. That's who. Yeah, you know what? You're right, bro. <laughs> right. So, Chaos. um, yeah, pay, god damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I thought I thought it was a pretty good special. Um, he he does. I, I did find it interesting too that he, if you, I listen to his like podcast. He kind of does like turn into a different type of person when he's performing. Like he kind of has like a way he acts. Where some people are just like them on stage and off. But he kind of does have like a way he does about it, which you don't see a lot right. in his podcast. Not, so that's not me, up. man. <clears throat> same person you get on the street Dude. is the same person you get in, in the, the sheets. Or in the exactly. sheets, that's right. With a mic yep. next to my face. <laughs> exactly. Always mic'd up, ready to go. Yep. So we call him mic'd up Tommy. Mic'd up right. Tommy. I, no, I, I, I second the, the, the the Citramabob, like uh, watching his special, it's very par for the course for him. It's very Tom Segura's comedy style. Um, I think there was a mm-hmm. lot more, a, a lot more of the 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 bits were s- were singled in essentially on one or one or three callbacks. Um, there was a lot more things that he was kind of getting into where he was really pushing the boundaries, just like how he um, <clears throat> pushed the boundary with the Louisiana joke. Um, in a couple mm-hmm. specials ago, he was pushing the boundary with um, uh, a parental jokes um, towards kids, which I thought was super hilarious. I know people don't really like that, but it's a fucking joke. So, uh, yeah, I I kind of there there was some things on YouTube, um, some shorts that there were jokes that were taken out of the special. Huh. Um, oh, one was about Ted Cruz, and it starts off um, that he has a very famous neighbor. Um, I'm I'm not going to name who he is, blah blah blah. And then he talks about his interaction with this person, and then he ends it with um, alluding to who it could or couldn't be. Um, pretty hilarious. So I think with the style of comedy stand up that we have now, um, where there's a, just a lot more awkward kind of like in your face. Um, not uh, like wow factor type situations, but just like very intelligent <laughs> comedy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if you guys will agree, but I think we're in like that. Like a lot of people talk about the golden age of comedy, or I guess the platinum age, where there's just so much comedians, so much content, so much views. Um, where you, you know comedy is not just what it you know getting on uh, late night with Carson. It's right. it's anything yeah. now. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these days there's so much videos and people who 
think they're funny and may, maybe they are pretty funny, but who are putting up videos on TikTok every single day. And mm-hmm. I think now to be a top comedian, to sell out a Netflix special, to sell out a stadium, you have to be really special. You have to really do something very unique. And I think you want something that's not like the TikTok bites of comedy, right? Like you want something you can sink your teeth into and you go down this story and they build on this thing and they call back to it. And it takes a little bit more brain power, but then you get more bang for the buck when the joke finally lands. When that punchline hits, you're like, damn, I feel like that's something Tom Segura does super, super well. Like he sets Yeah, he's up, a great storyteller. Yeah, yeah, he's such a good storyteller. He sets up things so so well. I haven't watched the special, but I I I am maybe a little bit opposite of you, Scott. I've listened to a few of the podcasts. I it really hasn't struck me, but some of his previous stand-ups have like had me rolling. So I have a feeling oh, I would yeah. dig Sledgehammer. Yeah, for sure. He does a good job too with like um kind of just giving you the premise. And then you already like, oh, fuck. Like, I that's know where this premise. is going. And then he's like, let me tell you how I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> and then he does it. And you're like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Like you you kind of like already know what's coming. But then like you don't know how yeah. to. Right. Like, you fill in the blanks and, like, and that's it. That's it. You're like already. Yeah, on, you exactly. sold yourself on the punchline. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's he awful. does a really good job with that. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, so that's that Chammer on Netflix. Go check it out. Uh, well, yeah, do you guys want to give it some type of grade rating? Uh, I would probably say seven or eight chuckles out of ten. Okay, interesting grades. What about you, Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not great. Okay, perfect. I don't know if that's super good or three yeah 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 <laughs> but that's like hilarious you know oh yeah, yeah, yeah i'm thinking of that yeah, rock band yeah, song now whatever the yeah 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 okay so all of those yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well that that actually sold me i'll definitely have to check it out now all right another thing that just dropped on max not hbo max max because they've New seen name. the drop who are these people the most um well-known part of the name we got my adventures with superman and i will say i don't know if you guys watch i don't think you have but surprisingly really really fun you know i didn't know what to expect jack quaid from the boys he plays huey he's the voice of Mm -hmm. superman and i knew that he was cast for this before i watched the show and i was like i don't know how's that gonna be going into it you can kind of hear it a little bit but it really, really works. And I think it's because he's supposed to be endearing. He's supposed to be soft-spoken. He's supposed to be a little shy. And that's totally Huey and the boys, at least in the first mm. couple seasons. And that's Clark. And, and it's about the early days of Clark coming to Metropolis and his first day at – what? what's the news organization? Why can I not think of it off the top Daily of my Bugle? head? Not the Daily Planet. Bugle, Daily Planet. Oh. Yes. Good job. Good teamwork. But yeah, he mm-hmm. meets Lois Lane. He meets Jimmy. Uh, and it's just fun. And he's like, it's almost like a college age. Like he, it's like him just leaving Smallville for the first time. He's already discovered his powers. So we're not getting a true origin story, but it's him to the city. And they do a really good job. And one thing that I think they do a really good job about, we've talked before about American animation. Well, this feels like they pulled a lot from anime into the show. Oh, so. yeah. And I, I think that was a good move. 
Like sometimes they joke and they blush and everything or like Lois is or he does. And it reminds me a lot of anime and the way the jokes hit, which as you know, giant anime fan, um, watching this new show right now called Tengoku Damayoka. And that is really weird, but I'm enthralled by it for some weird reason. Finished, uh, Demon Slayer, uh, watching, started watching One Piece, almost finished with season one, believe that. And, uh, nice. but this show ties a lot of those good things in that we see from anime. And I think it's a giant win for my adventures with Superman right now. Sick. I am sold. Yeah. They only dropped the two episodes. So I don't think I spoiled too much. Uh, wow. You know, a lot of familiar things you've seen in Superman's Dang. origin story, but they've kind of changed it up a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's really exciting to see Clark figuring out like, am I figuring out the Superman of it all? But, but also like trying to figure out who he is in terms of his relationship with Lois as well. It's like a perfect kind of spot. And then they also modernize it. So it makes me super excited for what they do with Superman Legacy because there's cell phones, there's, you know, uh, social media, there's, you know, all these modern things, but it's just, again, done super, super well. I, I recommend it. I had a ton of fun with it and I wasn't expecting to have this much fun with the show. Very nice. Oh, okay. And it's on, uh, Max. It's on Skinamax. Sick. Every time you say um, the the origin, Superman origin, I was like, orgy? Superman origin is crazy. <laughs> Don't look that You're up like, on Reddit. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's on there. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't think there's too. any... Sorry. probably yeah there's a rule 34 for everything Hey-o. but yeah uh if you're into that stuff go knock your socks off but the show on max really fun i think it's great like kid friendly as well so something to consider and uh yeah check it out so something we didn't get to dive too deep into last week was the bear season two uh, i briefly touched on it we tried to, i try to keep it super non-spoilers because at that time scott had not watched it now i believe he has for very personal reasons drake hasn't been able to watch it which i think is totally fair um uh, yeah but basically scott what did you think about season two of the bear dude this this show is amazing like it's got to be one of my favorite shows and I'm trying to think of other shows that came out this year. <clears throat> I was trying to think back. Did Andor come out this year? Uh, I don't think so. I want to say that was last year. Yeah. For me, okay, it has so to be on their succession. The... I would say Succession's up there too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This this is like one of the – probably one of the best shows I've watched in a bit. Mm. I know Beef was really good, but I think I like this more than Beef. Just because I'm like – it is season two, so we are like – we're more connected to these characters. Yeah. Um, and this show did such a good job of like, um, like every episode felt like it, it was its own thing. And like, I, I love them for what they were like. They, there were certain episodes that were like, got you like super anxious. There are other ones that like, just like really fleshed out a character and like made you like super hype for like a win for them or whatnot. And then like, even sprinkled through that though, there's like a lot of like tragedy that each of these characters kind of like going through. Um, and it's just so well written and like, um, the actors are just so freaking good. Um, 
It's just yeah, it's oh, it's so good. Like if you if you haven't watched Beef, like I strongly recommend watching this show. I'm trying to get everyone I know to watch Beef or the Bear. Right. Beef, like, yeah, Beef is good. Oh shit, sorry, <laughs> the Bear. Sorry, the Bear. I because I mentioned Beef, but everything I said was about the. But bear. you know what's funny um, about that is the restaurant yeah. in the beginning of the Bear is called Beef. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay, it was right. And thanks for, again okay, okay. for stealing because he had the shirt, right? Yes. But you also you're like stealing because okay, okay. he made a joke about it too, right? Like it was misspelled one of the times, and he's like, "What does right. that say?" Like it was like the beef or something. He's like, "What's the beef?" Yeah, he was like, it was, was, like, oh, it, was like it was a mess up, whatever, right? Um, but yep, yes, yep. thanks for stealing my rankings already, Scott. Don't copy me. Wow. I got the bear at the top. I got your list, bro. I got beef, and then I have Succession right below that. So those are my like. Oh, wow top three shows are ready for the year uh but the bear is by far sitting at the top for me and i love yeah. love love loved beef uh the, you're so right about it characters you would never expect the pastry <laughs> chef i forgot what that guy's name is he he is like this gentleness oh, and nice. like sweet soul but like a, like a, a, just an awesome story is it marcus i want to say Maybe it's Marcus. I'm not sure. I think it's Marcus. He, okay, let me, dude, uh, yep, it's Marcus. That episode he did with Will Poulter was phenomenal. Yeah, then, where he's in Copenhagen. Yeah, he comes to oh, Copenhagen so and then Will Poulter's like a, a pastry chef over there. And just how diligent they all are about the craft, but the, like these specific things in interesting ways and not what you would expect. And the way he teaches him to care about it. Even with the cousin, right? Uh, with cousin Richie. Dude, I love that episode Dude, with Richie. Yeah, with, uh, what is it? Ivan Moss oh Barak. Man, Bakrak, that guy. Because he's such a shit. And he doesn't, he's complaining. He's like, why are you trying to make me do all this bitch work and learn from this place? All these guys are snooty. You know, we don't do fine dining. And then he goes through the experience and he starts learning why you put care into something. And why it yeah. matters about time and presentation and customer care and listening to the customer. I mean, and you see him slowly shift from the beginning of like, bro, why are you trying to make me do all this dumb shit I don't want to do to I get it. And then he's a different person by the end of season. Yeah. And talk about like growth. Like we we even saw growth in season one and now we see even more growth in season two from him. It's like phenomenal writing, acting, just it makes you care about things you didn't think you care. Like there's episodes where I was like, I don't even why well, like do I even really care about this person's backstory? And I watch it, I'm like, that was fucking amazing. So yeah. yes, yes, yes to the bear, season two. Your take yep. so, so hot. And how <clears throat> the the way they do like um the way they film certain scenes are like so great. Yeah. Like um if looking at the Christmas episode, like oh. the 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 way they choose to shoot certain things to make you feel uneasy, along with the swearing and the Bro, ruckus that's John going on. John Bernthal went off on that episode. He, oh, my God. John Bernthal, Jamie Lee Curtis was amazing. She was amazing. great, too. Um, I didn't know Bob Odenkirk was going to be Bob in it. That was fucking Odenkirk great. Bob Odenkirk is the dad. Like, um, John Mulaney's John in Mulaney it. John as the brother. I love when he comes <laughs> he's like, hey, you need help? And she's like, get the fuck out. He's like, okay. And he, like, leaves. Like, <laughs> like, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, it was very. But like, um, it, it was great. Like, I noticed, like, even the, there was a part where like there's uneasiness, and you see them laughing, and like the way it's filmed is like just kind of off, like almost like a scary movie. Ooh, good catch. Like, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And like, um, man, and then jumping to like the last episode, like Jamie Lee Curtis when she when she comes, like, okay, spoilers. She's in the last episode. Maybe I won't spoil everything, but the spoiler. the scene that she there's has a full in the, spoiler, baby. Okay. She, she comes to the restaurant, but she doesn't fully come in. 
and like um the, the the up close shot on her like and like her just going into like why she can't be there and how much she loves them but she doesn't know how to love them mm-hmm. i'm like dude that scene was making me tear up yeah. and then like um then the husband has to go in and ex- like and he's put on a brave up. face and he can't he can't tell her why yeah i was oh my, i was like dude this is like crazy and then when richie and um Carmi were arguing through the freezer mm-hmm. and they had that shot where it's like you could see just the freezer right. door and they're like I fucking hate you he's like I love you I fucking hate, I love you I'm like oh my god yeah so good so good every second yeah. counts every, every, every second counts really, there was really one thing though like in the, the last episode I was oh sorry sorry no I was just that. saying it really did feel like that this season that every second counted yeah, yeah really um there was one thing, and I guess they they um, explain it though. But like, oh man, I was like so frustrated with Carmi when he was um, stuck in the freezer, and he just kind of was flipping out. And he's like, like, let me out of here. And it's like, uh, like the the logic part of your brain is like, you you know why you're stuck, and like you can't get out, and they still need to do their things. Right. But then in the end, when like um when Richie calls him Donna, which is like his mom's name, he's like, all right, Donna. He's like, why do you say that? Like it's like you start saying like that. Maybe that mental illness is like. It's something he's trying to fight. Yeah, you know, constantly. But oh man, it's a so little, it's a so good. insider info. A lot of the times, um, you use walk-ins uh, in the industry to kind of like get away. So like moment breakers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people go in there to get pissed. Sometimes people go in there to calm down. Sometimes they need a moment of silence. Sometimes they need to just mm-hmm. like get out of the heat of the kitchen in general. Very interesting mm-hmm. um, that usually people are going there to get in and get away but to have the opposite to have that anxiety of not wanting to be alone or in that moment of themselves and wanting to get back out there very contrasting uh as it compares to so it probably brought a lot more Mm. um animosity and stress to the the scene i presume yeah yeah actually that's a good that's a good point didn't didn't think about that wow that's some good insight the whole season they're saying, hey, you need to call this fridge guy and get him to fix the door. Hey, you need to do it. And that's his job. He's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like, I don't know how many episodes, but there's yeah. at least four episodes where we're like, hey, you got to fix that door. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Doesn't do it. And then he gets stuck mm-hmm. in that freezer on the biggest night that they have, opening night. This restaurant, unless it starts killing it and makes money in two weeks, this shit is gone. It's out of business. So mm-hmm. – there's all this pressure on him and he's done a good job this season of like keeping under control. And this is about the first time I feel like this season where he really like lets it rip. Am I wrong? I don't know. I might be no, wrong. No, I think um, I, he, he was doing well because this season they introduced. No, no, no. I think you're right. Like especially this season, there's little flashbacks to like him almost like he could lose it. But then they introduced that, um, that sign language. Yeah. Um, like, I'm sorry. Which I like, love that. Which they recognize, like, hey, we're both getting out of control right now. Like, we'll talk about this later. Or, like, I recognize what's yeah, happening. The, and, and the Which counter to him, that girl, Sydney. Sydney, um, I think her name is, like, Io. Uh, Sydney Ad- yeah, Adamo? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm not going to try. But she's fantastic yeah. in it, too. She's such she a good is. counter to Carmi, Jeremy Allen White's Carmi. Like, such a good balance. And... You know, Drake, we always talk about communication and how important it is. And like, of course, every horror movie, terrible communication. That's why they all get like, take the wrong corner, go down a dark alley, go to a place where you're yeah. definitely going to go and get chopped up. Well, this show is like, it, it shows how also, and you've talked about this from real life experience, how important 
communication is in a restaurant and damn, do they stress it and they can show you how easily it can break too. And even if you think you're good at communicating, well, maybe to the outside world or to everybody else, you're not. And I think that's, I think that's an important message not to get like too deep and too serious, but it's like, truthfully, we all think we're good at communicating, so to speak. And, and even if you've been practicing, you think you're good at it, but it may not be that other person's form of communication which I think is mm-hmm. equally as valid, which is equally as important. And I think this show does a, such a good job of showing that along with how pressing everything can be. And even if you think you're growing, becoming a better person, becoming a better you, like those old tendencies are still down there and they can still get you in the right or wrong situation at the right or wrong time. Right. And, uh, yeah. Man, so good. The bear, phenomenal. I, I, I can't say one bad thing about this show. And I, I feel like I've been a little bit more critical on things lately, but I literally cannot think of one bad thing about this show for me yep. this season. It was so damn good. And, you know, like, dude, shout out to Maddie Matheson. Maddie like, Matheson. I know his his roles are his role in it is like small, but like the sprinkled in bits you get yeah. for um fact is like so funny. Or like just like I guess endearing like you 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 sense that he's just like this character that cares about these people so much do anything for them and like like I yeah. love when um he's, he's beef course Kobe. him and his brother were hilarious huh? he's beef's Kobe yeah 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 <laughs> shout out he's to so Kobe. great shout out to Kobe we love you but like fact like I love him and his brother for one thing were fucking hilarious so, like yeah. that duo in the in the family um episode that was hilarious but I love when fact comes in and he's like tells when richie's wearing the suit he's like what are you wearing he's like i wear suits now he's like fucking look good <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah like you think he's gonna give a shit but he's like fucking rock that shit. yeah like it's just like it's, it's just like yeah it's so it great. was like, i love seeing these characters interact with each other yeah like they're real people totally it's such a good even job. the lady who becomes a sous chef she gets her moment to shine they send her to culinary school yep. and she rises and it's just very heartwarming Cause you could tell like she's yeah. wanted this opportunity to be promoted, rise up in the ranks, have more responsibility. And she finally gets it. And it's like, it's very heartwarming. So it does so many mm-hmm. things. Well, uh, man, 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 man. I can't say one bad thing about this show. So damn good. Yeah. Me either. Highly recommend it. Olivia Coleman's in an episode Academy, win Academy award winner, Olivia Coleman's randomly in episode two with the cousin, uh, you know, so crazy. Um, yeah, check it out if you have not checked it out. Tell us what you think about Bear. I yeah, I, you're gonna hear a lot more about it. So I'm gonna be comparing everything else I watch to in shows the to bear. this all year long. The Bear, the Bears. Yeah, is, the for sure. I think they're gonna they're gonna be winning some. Yeah, awards I love the shorts when, when where people are like um, acting out like making a box cake, but in the in the form of like the bear. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yes, chef. Really and it's so spot on. Yes, yeah, chef. that's so funny. We, um, me and um, one of my coworkers have been doing that. Yeah, <laughs> through the Ivy Room, we're like, uh, order the window, chef. Yes, chef. Oh my god, like, just uh, for fun. Totally. Christine's yeah. like, hey, did you feed feed the dogs? Uh, yes, chef. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this hey, going to be this behind job? chef? Hot, is this going to be the the costume of the the decade? I don't. I think it will be there. It's a pretty like low hanging fruit, easy costume. So yeah, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. costume of the year. But it'll be at some parties. There's no doubt about it. Oh, interesting. Like this? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's pretty hard to like dress up like one of the Roy kids. Oh, that's true. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know how you dress up like that. Yeah. It's definitely not going full out after. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it seems like the bear's almost – it's not quite 
Game of Thrones were like everyone's like, are you watching the bear? Right. But when you meet someone who is, they're like, oh fuck, are you watching? Totally. Like it's so good. Like yeah. so, I'm hoping it. You know, more people watch it for sure. Like just for their sake. It's it's it really <laughs> right. Is yeah. And if you have if if you you know don't handle stress super well or you have personal experience or it's triggered or whatever, totally understand if you can't watch it because there's definitely times for me where that. I'm like, shit, man, I might have to take like a Zoloft or something to get through this one. It's tense, <laughs> yeah, take a little but it's worth yeah. it. Like it was still worth it for me, but it gives you some stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to take some extra CBD after it. Hey-o. But uh, yeah. Anything else on the bear, Scott? No, it was amazing. Go watch it. Absolutely. All right. So last bit, we – Secret Invasion episode four isn't even out yet. Drake, we didn't get to talk to you about it oh. at the time, I believe. Yeah. What did you think about Secret Invasion episode three? Um, To – Exactly what you said. Like it, it answered a lot of the questions that I had initially, and brought up obviously so much more. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, graphics just so uh, intent on, you know, fucking shit up. Which I, I guess I agree with sort of, kind of his idea. Um, going back to the the mm-hmm. oil painting of the politicians, um, and he would rather it be in blood. Like you, from that line in himself. Like I really felt. Um, kind of where he stood, um, figuratively and literally, and then kind of to see you Talos were literally and in his spot. Wait, what? You literally stood yeah. where he was. Well, yeah, I was in front of a painting. Well, I was in front of the painting on the screen where he was standing, so I felt like I was there. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of literally, kind of literally, yeah, kind of literally, God. mostly figuratively. VR is pretty yeah. good nowadays. Yeah, yeah. He's got to find where he was it's standing. Virtual reality. Yeah. But, you got that Apple headset, you know. He was yeah, like, I'm, I mean, not, a, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere this year. Dollar yeah. investment right now. Um, yeah. So it's it, it, the investment I have now in uh, the Secret Invasion is kind of just wanting to see more about what Priscilla's about. Like, what is what is that bitch doing? You know what I mean? What is what is Fury? Is that Fury's wife? Yes. Okay. Which right. I think I, she's I only a, know her as Vara. Yeah, she's a scroll, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then kind of Talos and Fury's relationship seems very interesting. Like they could do like a buddy cop situation and I would watch it completely. And to kind of see Talos mm-hmm. push to the edge and kind of Fury having to make his way back through um, kind of the entanglements that he got himself into by being up in Saber for so long. So um, also too, Gaia dying was like, she's probably not dead. Obviously, why would they sign her on just for her to die episode three? That's going to play more of a role, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. The internet, A, she is dead. And there's going to be another character called um, Abigail Brand from the comics who Mm -hmm. is also a saber agent who may be her shell or she's just not dead. And I was leaning right after I saw it, I was like, nope. Don't buy that for one second. She ain't dead. Same. I was like instantly. Yeah. But I, if the online rumors are true and she is dead, I could see them pulling the Ab- Abigail Brand mm. character in because she has a lot of comic book history. She can be in future operations. She might even be mm. in the Marvels. But like, I still, if that's how she died, I'm like, yeah. What was the? Why did he double tap? If she's dead, he better have went back and popped her in the head because yeah. that was like the weakest way to go out. Yeah. Because she's a scroll. Yeah. yeah, she's a scroll. It is amazing how. Oh, sorry. It is amazing how sometimes, like, just the way things are filmed, I'm like, yeah, it didn't feel 
didn't like it had enough um yeah like for this character totally like you know like when in the first episode where um Maria Hill Robin dies from <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robin Chubatsky <laughs> from Metro Robin, News yeah. One <laughs> when she dies yeah. and they play the music and you're like oh fuck I think she's dead totally like <laughs> you like even though you don't want it but this one I'm like. I don't know about that. It was kind of like right. Nah. Yeah, it just felt so weak. Kobe Smulders. Yeah, Kobe Smulders. Um, Maria Hill, R.I.P. But yeah, I, I like I like Gravic, and the more I see a Gravic, the more I'm digging him. I mean, truthfully, you were talking about Talos and Nick Fury being a buddy cop. I feel like mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this is a buddy cop show. It's Fury going around with his buddies. And trying to figure out how are we gonna stop this, and that's what yeah. it is. It's like series of of friends, you know. It yeah. was Maria in the beginning, and then it was well, it was Talos there too, and it'll continue being Talos. But they could chew up as much scenery as they want for me, and I dig it. I think they're so phenomenal, both those guys, and then together, mm-hmm. it's just like they're they're killing it. I just want to see yeah, together. They're like Nick Cage and um, what's his oh, name? Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, yeah. where's Nick Cage like looking over in the convertible and Pedro Pascal just turns in his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay. It's the pairing you never thought you knew you wanted. That's the next video I'm putting on TikTok. If you're not following us there, you <laughs> yeah. better. Uh, but yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, totally. It's it's so good. Uh, Drake, sorry. I cut you off there. Uh, anything else that you want to – what else did you think about the ending of the episode? Uh I kind of just want to know what Priscilla's doing. She's just super sneaky. Yeah. I just, I want to get in, you know, yeah. I just want to see what, what's going on in that situation. Are you trying to screw over the person that you care about or that you say you care about, Nick Fury, when you showed us so much flashbacks of how you guys fell into this intimate relationship? Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that. Do you think she has flipped on Fury and is now working with Gravik, or do you think she's a double double agent? I guess a triple a agent. Quadruple agent. <laughs> that would be the math, but some a for super some reason, double agent. yeah, well, super double agent. Okay, oh, wow. follow me. Yeah, <laughs> but then uh, for real, like, do we think that she is pretending to work with Gravik, but then really trying to screw him over, grabbing the gun so that she can meet, kill him, and end it? Hmm. Which way are we leaning? I think she's still with Fury. Okay. Because I know they talk about like he's been gone for so long, but how long do scrolls live? Well, I mean, Talos is like 140 something. And he's like, I'm only middle age. That was a terrible exactly. Australian so accent. The but. fact that – nah, you nailed it. The fact that um, he's only been gone for – for Nick Fury, it feels longer than it should feel for her. So I know he's been gone for a long time, but really it's not that long in comparison to how long she's been living. So I think – you know, if she really, if they do love each other, then it, it would it would exist stronger on her end, maybe. Because right. it seemed like they were both really. I in love, right? agree so, with that. Good point. Only because, well, also because, because, because it it nice. adds more Double depth, quadruple to a potential loss, right? Because, assumedly, you know, Nick Fury, um's character, and then. Um, how it's going to play out with the Thunderbolts and things and such. Um, this, this show in itself has been very atypical of Disney where we're just seeing straight up murder. Right. Um, and so to see kind of Priscilla 
be on Fury's side, go to the dark depths, and then for Fury to lose even more would be kind of compelling um, and a, a setup yeah. for the following. So I will agree so that in that because <laughs> I would love to see kind of that drama unfold. Yeah, origami style or yeah, reverse origami style. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what you other round? Nice, but um, double super origami style. <laughs> yeah, 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 quadruple, <laughs> quadruple. Huh? Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> like, yes, but okay. Let's say he experiences this great loss. You know, he's trying to reclaim sanity and safety in the world from the scrolls. Now this all ends. And we get to the Marvels, and he's in the Marvels. Does he go back to goofy, silly, like Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel Fury? Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you can't yeah. be all serious. The world's in threat. My friend got killed. My wife's got killed. And now, like, hey, it's all good. What's up, Miss Marvel? Like, that's not going <laughs> to yeah. work for me, you know? So I, they got to tread lightly on what they do with this ending for it to be palpable for me going into Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, it's something I'm thinking about, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think she is still with Fury as well. I think Vara does love him. I think she's trying to play it the best way that she knows how, but I mean, she's a capable spy herself. I mean, with that, that, uh, earlier shot in 1998 when they go to meet in the restaurant in New York, like she knew what she was doing. She had skills already. So I think, you know, she said, Hey, I, I went back to who I was before you, when you left, mm-hmm. I think she still has got skills. I think she's going to figure out a way to help. I don't know if she gets killed. Like I, man, I, that would be, I could see her getting captured, but if she gets killed on top of it, like, brutal maybe there's so much loss i know that phase four was all about loss like i don't need fury to lose that much for him to want to feel motivated to save the world like he's like lost everything already yeah i mean we've seen it with it's like the only thing he got right we've seen it with thor and we've seen it it with hawkeye i guess and he gets it back with the family but you know i i don't need that for fury to have pride in wanting to save the world like he had that before he met Vara, he had that before the Avengers, and he should have that after it as well. Like he doesn't need any more motivation. Although it's nice, it, it's a good callback to the Winter Soldier when he breaks into into Captain America's room and he said, "Yeah, my wife kicked me out and he got shot." It's like a nice callback yeah. to to like, oh wait, he wasn't lying. He had a wife back then, and that wasn't just a throwaway line to throw us off the scent. Like right. that actually led to something down the line, which I do appreciate. What if she? What yeah. if uh, Priscilla turns into John Travolta, and then, <laughs> and then maybe uh, do they and, like and recite gr- the whole burger? Yes, burger. Uh, what am I trying to say? Monologue. Yeah, and then uh, say what again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what. Oh yeah, with with cheese. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Let's go. Even though Quentin Tarantino said he wants nothing to do with Marvel, <laughs> let's just erase that fact. <laughs> yeah. But I'm for it. Wait, what was the line in that real quick? What, it's like, say, I don't know again. What, what did he say? That line? Yeah. The guy kept saying it and he's like, say it again, motherfucker. You're right, right. Like, yeah, let's get one of those scenes. I love it. I love it. I mean, we that Ezekiel 1710 and then he just spouts off something that's not even remotely a verse from the Bible. Like he just like ad-libbed <laughs> the shit out of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, that that Samuel it's Jackson at his finest. I think that we're getting it here. I have heard mm-hmm. this complaint, and I I didn't think about it at first, but I the more I thought about it, the more I'm like I can kind of see that. In the earlier Avengers movies, in the early Marvel movies, we got Samuel Jackson playing Nick Fury, and in this show, it does seem that we are getting Nick Fury playing Samuel Jackson, oh. and I do I do kind of see it a little bit more like i don't completely agree with it because i think he very much is still nick fury but i can kind of see what they're saying a little bit but you know man looks like he's having a good time he's killing it the scenes he has with any other great actor has been phenomenal uh i I don't know i hope we get the answer to who var was talking to and i think i mentioned this i don't know if i did but i'll repeat it one more time i think at the end of episode three when var gets the call I think who she gets a call from, to me, it sounded like Rhodey. So I think it was Don Cheadle, which gives even more credence to the online rumors that he's been a scroll the whole time. Well, I think the evidence is just mounting that direction. When there's this much evidence pointing in a direction and this much of the internet and different parts are agreeing, uh, I, I think it's probably true. So I, yeah, I think we could see Rhodey become a scroll either next episode and I think in the final episode, we get the super scroll battle with Gravik and some of the other scrolls. That's interesting because when they were talking about how like all of your intelligence, all the big things that happened, all of the things is all from scrolls. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, when are we going to see that? You know? Yeah, um, I don't I don't know if you need to, because obviously like Fury was the head of shield. He had like six, like 10 football size helicarriers that floated in air we had thousands of soldiers underneath him he had you know weapons equipment bases around the world as we saw throughout the movies like i don't know if i need to see that i think it was enough for talos to say you think you would have got there without us you think you would have been and i still think nick fury would have been nick fury i just don't know if he would have excelled as fast and as high up as he did mm. like he still right. would have been a boss in whatever military organization he was a part of because he mm-hmm. was sharp. He's obviously intelligent. He knows how people think and operate. He's And he's still a badass. But would he have gotten to that level? I don't know. But I'm not going to take anything away from him because I think the man is still – I mean, he's a human who handles his shit every time he's on screen. So He needs yeah, to be the guest that. host on SNL for their like – one millionth episode because he can play every single character and or he could have like a nick cage like movie where he makes fun of himself and every single character he's ever been over the course of his like movie infinity Man, yeah i'd buy, I'd I'd buy that. that yeah i'd watch that too yeah That'd has be he not amazing. been on snl i don't know i, don't know. Right? I could look it up real quick yeah that's a google question i'm, I'm I mean, sure he probably has even in a small part but Samuel Jackson is is amazing. Ben Mendelsohn is amazing. Oh, last thing too. On top of all the other he last has. things I said, he has oh. when it says um, January tenth, nineteen ninety eight, and he 10, made a cameo in two thousand twelve. Nineteen eighty eight. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Right. And I guess he was on What Up with That in two thousand twelve. <laughs> oh shit! That's <laughs> oh my funny. god. All right, we. We gotta, we gotta leave <laughs> that. that? We'll uh, have to post that online yeah. and be like, yeah, if you know, you know. But uh, so good. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We will find out on Wednesday how it's all going to culminate. I All I know is I, I want more 
Samuel Jackson, and I want more Olivia Coleman as well. She's a phenomenal actress. I really want her to stretch her legs. And I do not... I think Amelia Clark will be back. She needs to be back. And I'll be excited if she's Abigail Brand, but I also don't want Gaia to die. Yeah. Yeah, that's Mother Earth right there. That is. Yeah, you got to take care of her. Mm. Absolutely. Malamala Aina. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want people to check out? Any other recommendations? Final thoughts for this week's episode. All right. Well, long time. <laughs> no. Thanks for shaking it with us, guys. Thanks for shaking it with us. I'm glad we have video now. So those long pauses, you could just see me going like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It's yeah. my favorite. It gives, it gives me so much tension. I feel like I'm watching the bear. All right. Yeah. Well, everybody, thanks as always. Thank you for shaking it with us. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, we'd really appreciate a follow, subscribe, and a review. Just how we like chatting with our friends, please share this with yours. Feel free to join the squad and follow us at J-O-Y-S-C-H-T-I-C-K-S-H-O-W, Joystick Show on Twitter and Instagram, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like submitting topics or questions to be discussed on future episodes, you can email us at joystick.show at gmail.com. As always, thank you, peace out, and make it a great rest of your week.